Hello everybody and welcome to Bite Size Cinema. I'm your host RJ McCready and some of you listening may know me from another show that I run called Dude Looks Like the 80s. Um, it's a show that I've taken over from a good friend of mine, Ricky Morgan. I've kind of been steering the ship a little bit in his absence, which I've had a whole ton of fun with. So um, if you haven't listened to that, check that out as well. But the building block for this show is... Basically, I just want to go into all the decades of movies. As much as I love the 80s, I just wanted to sort of jump into the 70s and the 60s, maybe do some old Hammer horror films, go right back to some of the early days of um, filmmaking and modern day um, films as well. And obviously movies in the 90s. So I'm going to be covering everything. And the building block of this show is in the title, Bite Size. I could be running like a 20 minute show where, I suppose I'll give you an example, you ever sort of spoken to someone about a movie and you've got into that sort of 20 minute conversation where you've brought up all the good points, all the bits that you liked, the bits that could have been done better, or you said, oh maybe this actor could have um, been in this movie, sort of stuff like that. So that's kind of where I'm going with this show. So um, it's a little bit of a um, podcast where you can sort of delve in and maybe have a listen to a movie that you might not have seen or a film that you have seen you just want to go back and think oh let's see what RJ McCready's spin is on that movie so I'll see if I can try and help you guys out on that so anyway let's move on that's a little bit more actually a little bit more admin I need to mention here is I am a proud member of Legion podcast uh, Mr. Bro Ranzel was very kind in let me under the umbrella of that great network and please check out all the other shows on there I'll see if I can try and chuck a, um, an advert on, on the show also to mention a very good friend of mine uh, Gav Chucky Steele from the podcast on Haunted Hill has very kindly let me use his music from an album called Abstract 85 which is um, the music which you will hear in the background of me talking and the uh, title track as well so please go and check out his album it's on itunes it's a great album and it's got a real sort of new wave synth um, about it so it's a great album and talking about new wave synth and stuff like that it's kind of be the topic of the film that i'm going to be talking about today which um is you're going to hear me say this a lot it's one of my favorite movies i love it <laughs> It is Assault on Precinct 13. Um, I've got to get this in there quick. I'm a massive John Carpenter fan. So he is going to be the sort of launch pad of this show. And um, I couldn't think of another film to start this show off on because it's got everything in filmmaking. But I'm going to save that. I'm going to save that. Let's get a, uh, let's get a trailer in there. Let's get the trailer going. And um, I'll be back to talk about... Assault on Precinct 13 in a bite-sized kind of way. See you guys soon. Freeze! This is the police. Drop your weapons and place your hands above your heads. On Saturday, six members of the gang known as Street Thunder were ambushed by the police. On Sunday, Cholo. the warlords of Street Thunder swore a blood oath to avenge their dead. For the gang called Street Thunder, it is a day of vengeance. It's war in the streets. Oh, Jesus, come on. Come on, I'll give you my money. Just don't hurt me, please. Please. 
It's terror in the night. It's the most shattering assault on a police station in history. Assault on Precinct 13. This is the siege. It's a goddamn siege. You're gonna stay here and hold until somebody comes, okay? We're in the middle of a city, inside a police station. They're not afraid to die. Any of them. They want to rip us apart, no matter what it costs. It means to the death. Precinct 13, cut off, isolated in the middle of a city, as a human wave of street killers turns the night into a nightmare. We got a war going on down here. We can't find the damn thing. A white-hot night of hate. Assault on Precinct 13. And welcome back, guys. So, Assault on Precinct 13. Where do I start with this movie? One of the greatest films ever made for me. This is... So it was made in 1976 by John Carpenter, a very young John Carpenter, who had just recently come out from college or university of filmmaking, and he made a film called Dark Star as a student, uh, which was successful, it made some money back, and an independent studio gave him some money to say, go make a movie and you can go and do whatever you want with this film, you've got free rights, and I know a lot of independent film directors out there right now that would love this opportunity. So John Carpenter wanted to make a western um, initially, but then he put it into a police precinct style um, siege type movie. I think he was sort of basing it on like a Rio Bravo movie with John Wayne, which was one of John Carpenter's favourite movies. So the film is, the premise of the film is a unlikely partnership between a highway patrol officer, two criminals and a station secretary is formed to defend a defunctional Los Angeles precinct office against a siege of bloodthirsty street gang. It is starring Austin Stoker who plays the unflappable police lieutenant Ethan Bishop, uh, Darwin Johnston, who is Napoleon Wilson, who is kind of like the building block of Snake Plissken in every John Carpenter movie, who does an incredible job. Laurie Simmer as Lee, who is the leading lady. John Carpenter loves leading ladies, and I totally respect him for that. And he really pushes that forward in all his films. And Tony Burton as well, who you might have seen in some of the Rocky movies. And Charles Cyphers as Starker, he turns up in, he was in The Fog, he's the lighthouse keeper or something like that, he turns up in a lot of JC movies. And Nancy Keys, who plays Julie, who is um, another part of John Carpenter royalty, she is in Halloween. So as you can see here, John Carpenter likes to reuse his cast, and it's almost like he's got a bit of a family running in all his films. The other thing to mention here is Darwin Johnson, Napoleon Wilson character is, well, it was at the time, John Carpenter's neighbour. So you can just imagine that old JC cutting his edge in the garden saying, hey, do you want to be in the movie? You look like a badass. And Darwin Johnson's gone, 
yeah, okay. You just imagine how that conversation might have gone. But Darwin Johnston does an incredible job in this movie. And that's what I like about this film. Um, the combination of the police and a notorious badass joining forces to basically fight the forces of evil in some ways, you know, with the siege of these punks, this gang. Uh, the other thing that John Carpenter has said, he's made no qualms about it, this film is like the um, Night of the Living Dead. It's also got that sort of horror spin on it as well. And of course, as you can see in this film, it is done on a budget, but it is done very well. I think um, John Carpenter filmed it in about 20 days or so, uh, which is incredible um, in today's like movie standards, you could say. So moving on to the, there's a bit of a dark, there is a very dark element to this film. Um, JC kills off the Disney kid, uh, which is Kim Richards, and you see her in films like Escape to Witch Mountain, just to name one movie. And she's the little ice cream girl that gets shot by the uh, bad guys in this movie. And it's a bloody horrible scene. But at the same time, it builds that block to say this is what these guys these bad guys in this movie they just don't care um, and that really helps you root for the good guys later on in this film with, with the siege and the other clever thing here is what I really like with the bad guys in this film is they are proper bad and they are kind of like a how can I put it almost like a sort of when you've got the zombies in the night of the living dead it's kind of like the same sort of thing they're just wave of attack after attack later on in the movie when they're in the police station almost like a type of unknown force so there's another bit of um, clever film making from the director who is working on a budget and i feel like as uh, as you're watching this movie you really do feel like there's that sort of threat of the siege but moving on the other uh, great thing about this film let's talk about the film film score I mean the music is just incredible when you watch this film certainly when I watch this film you've got the credits that come on the red credits it feels like a real sort of grindhouse feel and um, that sort of dum -da 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 -da, it's got that it just immediately draws you in and that it's almost like a sort of slow burn all the way through the through the movie from when it starts and then when you've got the siege, the music just sort of ramps up a bit. And the music, for me, is almost like another character to the movie, which is helping you move along with the story, which is very clever. And also to mention that, that score was uh, written and produced by John Carpenter, who very famously, it's almost like a signature to his films. He does his own music to his films apart from obviously the thing which was Morikani another movie I will get into later um, so yeah this is proper you know for a guy that's working on a budget he's done everything he also does um, John Carpenter as like uh, a pseudonym so you notice that he's, at the beginning of the title credits you've got written by Martin Quatermass or John T. Chance so that is John Carpenter, um, who is going by another name, and obviously Quatermass is from Quatermass in the Pit, the old Hammer horror film. And John T. Chance is John Wayne's character from Rio Bravo, so that's a clever little 
sort of homage spin on that. So, so let's let me tell you about the bad points in this movie. There just isn't any. I just I watch this film over and over. I love it. I can't find any. Tell me if you think there is. Put it on the Facebook page. But it's just one of those films for me. I put my hand on the table and say, faultless movie. Great movie by John Carpenter. One of my favourites. I did actually see John Carpenter a couple of years back um, in London. And I did say to him, thank you for making us all on Precinct 13. And he gave me a little grin, which was cool. So, moment I will never forget. But um, yeah, that is Assault on Precinct 13. I think I have covered everything in a sort of bite-sized way. Um, one other thing I want to mention here is I do like the way the film ends with Lieutenant Bishop and Napoleon Wilson. They become friends in the end and they walk out side by side after that night of terror. And who knows, maybe Napoleon Wilson was taken down the pub for a few beers to sell Ethan Bishop why people call him Napoleon Wilson so you never know and that's what I like it's just and that's another common thing with John Carpenter is that you notice that he never gives you a finalized ending it's always left on a either a cliffhanger or you you're guessing so that is another um, John Carpenter signature which I love him for let's face it fantastic so there you go guys hope you enjoyed that episode if you haven't seen the film go check it out if you have hopefully to has made you a fan forever like me so there you go but um let's tell you about what the next film's going to be um so coming up i'm going to be doing another film from the 70s uh, which is called vanishing point good old kowalski and his dodge challenger so uh, it's a film, another film that I love from the 70s, so going to be taking a look at that. So look out for that, that should be dropping soon. Hope you enjoyed the episode guys, um, hope that is bite size enough for you to enjoy it. And I will see you guys soon, take care. this show then make sure you check out the other great shows on the legion podcast network like cinema psyops cinema beef devour the podcast duncan and Bo come correct exploding heads horror movie podcast friday the 13th get slayed the hell Ming power hour hello this is the doom show hero hero ghost show kill the cast underwater kaiju from outer space jerry hates action legion after dark metal health obsessive cinema discourse Pick Six Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho-Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, 
Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Witch vs. The Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found.